We've got a great episode for you today. We are talking with Ann Rhodes, who works for Wealth.com. It is an estate planning platform, uh, and we're going to interview her, walk you through uh, what their offering is when it comes to wills, power of attorneys, trust documents. She gives us some good advice and knowledge around the differences between the two, the all of them, and uh, helps us understand how their platform uh, serves our, our clients, basically. So it's a, it's a really good episode. You're going to want to listen all the way through. So I say this uh, one time during the uh, interview, and and in case you're listening to this, I'm just going to tell you right up front, if you're trying to type in wealth.com real quick and figure out what we're talking about, go ahead and do that. Just so you know, this is not an end user platform where you can just go and do this yourself. You have to go through somebody who has a relationship with wealth.com, like a financial advisor. And then, then you get access through that. And we're glad to explain how that works. And so if you have questions as you're listening to this and think, man, I'd like to understand how this works a little bit better, just go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. Our, our calendar comes right up. We're glad to walk you through how this would look for you as an individual uh, and would certainly love to be able to do that. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. We are certainly happy to have you here with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that we have discussions with all the time with our prospective clients and our clients, and that's around estate planning and the easy way to do that or some ways to do that. And today we have um, uh, a special guest on with us, Ann Rhodes with Wealth.com. We'll explain a little bit more about that. But first of all, Ann, thank you so much for coming on and having a good conversation with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just excited to be talking about estate planning with you today. Yeah, excellent. So could you just for our listeners kind of give us a little bit of uh, uh, who you are, your background, what's your connection to estate planning and and give us a little bit of understanding on that? Sure, absolutely. So uh, before I joined Wealth.com, where I am chief legal officer, I was an estate planner. I worked in private practice um, in um, New York City at McDermott, Will & Emery. It is the uh, only band one ranked uh, law firm in this space by Chambers. And so it's, uh, you know, I worked on uh, highly complex wealth transfer st- strategies, a lot of cross-border planning as well. And then in 2019, my family situation changed. My husband got a job out here in San Francisco where I'm uh, dialing in from today. And uh, I joined Perkins Coie, which is a Seattle-based law firm. They have, you know, um, big West coast based clientele. And so, yeah, worked on a lot of families that were building first generation wealth and might face a big liquidity event at some point. 
Very good. Thanks for giving us some of that background, Ann. Uh, so today we've got, you know, we try to keep our episodes uh, somewhere in the realm of 15 to 20 minutes, nice and easy to listen to on your commute to work or something like that. So, but we've got some great topics we want to go through and let's just dive into the first one. So my question to you is, you know, we talk about all these documents that you have to have and um, uh, doesn't matter asset size, doesn't matter situation. Most people need these core documents. And a lot of times we talk about uh, a will and then some documents that go along with those. Can you speak to what those are and the importance behind each one of those? Yeah, absolutely. When I think about estate planning, um, I think about it in terms of kind of two large buckets and that's where the documents kind of come in. The first one is, um, you know, passing away, death. People, people uh, need a plan for who is going to be stepping into your shoes and um, helping you distribute your assets? And then the other question is to whom, right? What are these assets and where are they going? And then the second category, second bucket is incapacity. So these days, especially with, you know, medical, medical technology being the way that it is, you know, it can be um, a little bit of a question as to like, when are you incapacitated, but, you know, still needing somebody to help you take care of yourself, but also your loved ones. And so uh, the documents are in, you know, in a, a standard estate package, which every single American should have, as you hinted, there should be a will. And the will actually is even relevant if you have a living trust or a revocable trust. These two documents in my mind, I, I kind of lump them together. Those are your kind of death, post-death planning. Um, and they're the main vehicle in your estate plan. So do you have a will or do you have a living trust? But even if you have that living trust, you still need a pour over will. It just becomes a shorter document that takes all of your assets that are still in your name and that you didn't put into your trust and then pours them into, it's like coffee, pours them into your trust and that's where your trust will take over. And then you have another whole set of documents that um, you know have to do with incapacity. So think financial power of attorney. And so that's really for somebody to have signature authority, like everywhere where you would normally sign a piece of paper for financial purposes, uh, you know, financial matters, that's where that document comes in. And then this, the, the other document in there is an advanced healthcare directive. That those healthcare documents, which are about, you know, who takes care of you and what happens to you, you know, after you pass away, like organ donation, those have different names in all of the different states. And so I call it an advanced healthcare directive because, you know, I'm out here in California, but if you were, you know, somewhere else, it might be called a healthcare proxy or power of attorney over healthcare matters. Those are all kind of the same document. Excellent. Now I know in uh, uh, some of the packages that we have put together, there was also HIPAA forms. Could you explain why a person would need a HIPAA form? Uh, you know, especially if it's a, a husband and wife or, you know, a married couple or with children, could you just kind of explain the, the purposes of that? Sure, absolutely. I mean, under each of these kind of documents that I just described, they're actually what I refer to as ancillary documents. They're just documents that like, help that document, you know, function even better. And so I'll give you some sense of that, but the HIPAA is a great example for the advanced healthcare directive or the healthcare proxy, because, you know, there are federal and actually state level laws about, uh, medical privacy, right? And so that's, that's what HIPAA is. 
Um, and what it allows the hospital to, hospital to do if you sign it is to give your agent the power to access those records, right? Because otherwise there's actually, you know, there are laws to protect against that. And if your uh, healthcare provider, your doctor is not able to even have that conversation with the agent, then the agent is not making a, a good decision on your behalf, right? So that HIPAA release form is really important to accompany the advanced healthcare directive. There are a few other forms like that. And so actually for your listeners, you might be interested in something called a certification of trust. So if you don't mind, I'll just quickly go over that. Don't know if you've seen that before, or if you know a bank has asked your uh, client to fill out a certification or certificate of trust. What that is, is it accompanies a living trust or revocable trust. And when you want to put an asset, you know, like your bank account is in your name today, uh, Raiden, and now you want to put it in your trust because you have a trust, uh, you might go to your bank and your bank is like, well, how do I know that your trust exists? That certification of trust is like a cover sheet for your trust. So you don't have to reveal all 30 pages of that document with all the private information about your family. But instead, it's just a cover sheet that says, yep, it's just these two pages where I tell you my trust exists. I'm the trustee. This is totally legit. And so that's what a certification of trust is. And it should come with your trust as well. Yeah, that's a good point. It streamlines the process too for account openings and changes that you don't have to give them the big 30 page document or reveal some of the, the private information that you may have in there. Uh, so that's good. While we're on the topic of trust, one of the main questions that we get is, you know, I read this and this online or I Googled this and this about trust. And how do you help someone uh, understand and think through, uh, do I, am I good enough with just the will and the beneficiary designations on my accounts? Or do I need to start thinking about a trust and what can a trust do for me? Right. So uh, this is one of my favorite topics. I feel like there is so much misinformation about trust out there and what kind of trust we're talking about, because as you probably heard, even from what I just said, you know, they're like little words you add in front of trust and it could mean something completely different. So here we're really talking about the living trust or the revocable trust. That is the most common form of trust because it's a substitute for a will. There are all sorts of other trusts out there. In fact, a real alphabet soup, grats, cruts, eyelids, whatever. And that is about you know wealth transfer planning. Maybe there are some tax, estate tax issues that come into play. We're not talking about those trusts. We're talking about something that you know, is really just, do you want a will or do you want a trust? And why would you want, you know, a trust versus a will? So let's dig a little bit deeply into that. So the first things to know is uh, wills mean that you, your estate, so all the assets that you own at your death will go through a process called probate. This is, you know, um, pretty unique to the United States and a couple of these like English countries out there, English speaking countries. But that is a court process where a judge is overseeing and signing off on decisions that your executor or your personal representative will make. That can take a while. And especially in different states, you know, out here in California or in Florida, the court systems are kind of, you know, they, they're handling a lot of cases. So you have to queue up behind a lot of other people. And so in these types of states, your state alone means that you should have a trust, right? So think California, think Florida. In those states, if you live there or your client lives there, just kind of start steering them towards a trust if you can. Then the thing to understand about probate is that 
there's a court docket and courts are public forums, right? So if you think about like Sam Bankman Freed, whose, you know, life story has just been published on the internet, it's because he went through this, you know, criminal court system. Courts make things public. And so people who don't want their wills and where their stuff goes and who, you know, they've disinherited through their documents to be known to the public should think long and hard about a trust. So trust is about privacy as well as reducing the cost and the time of probate. And then there are various other little reasons to have trust. So for example, if you have a client who owns real estate in a state other than where they live, right? So think, okay, they're going to have to open probate and let's say they live in Florida but they also own a vacation home somewhere else, let's say Louisiana, then all of a sudden they're going to have to open multiple probates. Well, in that case, you should have a trust and just put that real property into your trust and hopefully avoid a lot of different little probates all over the country. So those are reasons why you, your client you know, or you might want to consider having a trust versus a will. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. One of the things that we wanted to talk about too, because, you know, this kind of, you know, what, if I go back, I've been doing this for 22 years and what we would have occur is that we would have a client come in and we would say, Hey, you need to get these documents. Right. And they would say, well, then, uh, do you have any recommendations? And we would hand them, you know, a couple of different business cards from a couple of different attorneys. And we would say, get in touch with one of these attorneys, set up an appointment, go see them. And for, from what I found, the way that typically works is you go in either maybe now on Zoom or in a, in a meeting, you have a conversation. They're then going to prep documents. Then you're going to go back and review the documents and then tweak it. And it becomes this, you know, process that we find can take a month or two at least just to get all that done. And, uh, and obviously there can be some expense there. So what we would have is a lot of folks would come back to us and we would be doing their annual review again. And we'll say, Hey, did you get your estate plan set up? And they go, no, I didn't get a chance to do that. And so we were looking for an alternative. And so in the last few years, what we've been trying to do is make that streamline. And so what we decided to do um, is we actually ended up partnering with wealth.com now, the difference here is that Wealth.com obviously is, a, is an online platform versus going and seeing an attorney. So I would like for you to speak a little bit from your side as to maybe the things that are maybe, a, you know, is it a, not as good as going and seeing an attorney one-on-one, -on -one? <laughs> you know, or like other things that I need to be aware of? Like, so that's, that's sometimes, sometimes I think questions people have, like it might feel to some degree a little bit more legitimate me sitting in front of an attorney versus doing this online. For sure. For sure. So, well, here's what I can say to you. The first thing to know about wealth.com and, um, you know, thank you for giving me a platform to talk about my baby for the, you know, these past few years is that it is digitally, it's a digital first platform. And so the idea here is that, you know, a financial advisor or maybe an employer, somebody has a connection to wealth and gives access 
to the client who needs, you know, the estate plan done. So we are B2B to C. And so there's always kind of a, a little bit of a mediation there or a relationship with wealth before you can, your client can even, you know, come onto the platform. So then it's about, you know, that client, you traditionally refer them to estate planners, right? And as you described, that can be a very friction-filled experience. I'm shocked, by the way, that it takes just one or two months because in my experience, when I was in private practice and we charged $9,000 as the starting quote for a couple in California, um, we would send that PDF questionnaire to the client, be like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, I need to know a little bit more about you. Here's this 10-page PDF, like, good luck. You know, I actually, we wanted them to have homework to do to kind of, you know, line them up and see who was really motivated to come back. So estate planners, there, there are fewer really good estate planners out there. And so the really good ones are really overworked and have these really heavy workloads. And so, you know, yes, your client may be waiting for months before they can get in front of that estate planner again. So, um, so anyways, so we at wealth.com really wanted to reduce the friction. There are some, most people in the United States, to be honest, may be able to use these really powerful tools that we've put in their hands uh, and really excellent quality forms and be able to get through the whole process by themselves, right? Instead of having to fill out a PDF where that information you put in about your brother, who you trust to be your executor, is just going to be copied and pasted into somebody's Word doc, right? And so like, why don't you do that, right? You have the power, you know, your, your contact information for your brother, right? So, um, so it's reducing that friction and also reducing um, you know, the, the need to always go back to an estate planner. And for us at Wealth, I can tell you, our forms at this point have been reviewed by 70 plus attorneys throughout the United States. It's not just the attorneys who, you know, work with us are in our network. And by the way, I have to give a shout out to Brady Boyett in North Carolina. They are our preferred partner, and they have been fantastic to us. Um, but any event, you know, we partner with local counsel who review our forms, give us feedback, tell us about changes in, in law in their states. And we also have, you know, our customers who have in-house trust and estates attorneys who've had to, you know, diligence as part of their diligence process, review our forms. And I can tell you these forms are better than 99% of what's out there. I'm really, really proud of the forms we've put together. But it's also, you know, yes, there are swim lanes. And I want to be very honest about that because any digital estate planning tool that tells you that they don't have you know, that they can serve every American is going to be wrong. Um, and there is a place absolutely for an estate planner in this process if you come upon one of these family situations. So I'll give you an example for us. Uh, currently at Wealth, we do not serve families that have special needs children very well. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. You know, every state has slightly different laws. We are currently undergoing a survey to see, you know, what each state does, but there are government benefits to be aware of for each particular state plus the federal level ones. And so right now, if you go through our platform, we actually ask you proactively, do you have a special needs circumstance? And if you click that, we will tell you, please go and find an estate planner, right? But if your family, like by and large, um, you know, you can do some really complex planning on the wealth platform. And actually, we don't consider ourselves to have a net worth ceiling. 
meaning that if you have a federally taxable estate of 26 million or above, uh, you can actually still use wealth.com to set up all of the trust structures that you'll need to give your family an opportunity to do tax planning at your death. So it's, um, you know, knowing the limits of the platform is very important when you do something like that. But to be honest, our users, it takes them 36 minutes to do a trust on our platform. So think about, you know, how much power you've put into your client's hands. Yeah. And I think so one of the things that we have seen along with that story of us uh, telling clients to go see this attorney, we've got a great relationship with this attorney and this attorney, we've vetted them, go see them. One of the barriers there is just procrastination in general. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take your card. I'll give them a call, but they never give them a call. They never set that appointment and they, we see them a year later and they never got to it. Right. So wealth.com and other platforms like that kind of take away that barrier to a degree of, Hey, you can just sit down and knock it out in 36 minutes, like you said, but what about, what about the person that, you know, it's not a complex case, but maybe they need a little bit of advice. Maybe they need a little bit of handholding throughout the process, or I've got this tiny question or this, how does wealth handle that? Yeah. So I will say, um, I'm glad you asked this question because it is important to have for us a very strong and vetted attorney network. Because folks who are going through the uh, digital estate planning process um, may have questions, right? One-off questions that are very particular to them. And we don't give legal advice and neither should, you know, your financial advisors. And so the people who can still, you know, apply the law uh, to a specific person situation, for example, like, I'm really wondering, like, between my family members who I should pick as an executor, you know, really got to work that out because I have four children and I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, insult any of them, but I really just want one, et cetera. That kind of question is a legal question and should be addressed by a lawyer. And so in that case, uh, we make available our attorney network, you know, the folks who have helped us strengthen our own platform, we make them available to you. The other reason why we think it's important to make available attorneys is because people, um, don't always have questions just about estate planning. Sometimes it's because they're a beneficiary of their parents' estate. You know, when we think about the great wealth transfer that's happening right now, you know, your clients may also be beneficiaries or heirs from somebody else's estate. And so they may have questions about that. And so that's part of the reason why we make our attorney network available. It's because we trust these people and we think that, you know, we've reduced the barrier for you guys to go and source attorneys in like 50 states plus DC. Excellent. Yeah. And, um, and we have, uh, just wanted to explain one more thing then for everybody who's listening through this. And, and cause we want to be clear, this is, this wealth.com is not a, a end user platform. It's really a platform with a partner. And then we are able to then have our clients go through that connection. So just so you understand that if you're trying to type in wealth.com, as you listen to this, it's not really a way you're going to be able to go get an estate plan. So you, you could come through an somebody who has a relationship with wealth.com I will tell you that I have found, and we've gotten the feedback that it is super easy. It's a, it's an easy platform to walk through. Uh, one last question, and this is a just one that is like, uh, I, I want to hear your response to. How would you describe 
the difference of wealth.com to say some of the other platforms that are out there that are kind of legal, but it's across the board. So you could kind of go there and you could say, well, I want to set up an LLC. I want to do an estate plan. I want to do this or that. The, 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 how would you describe the difference in, in a vast platform versus one that's very, very designed for estate planning? Yeah. So I can tell you that estate planning is where we focus our efforts. And there's a, a reason for that, which is, you know, remember again, I said, there's no net worth ceiling to our platform where our legal team has the tax expertise to be able to do some very complex kind of work. You know, so for example, if you came to wealth.com and you had, you wanted to set up what's called dynasty trusts, right? So like trust for your descendants that last as long as the state law allows it to last. Um, you can do that at wealth.com. We we set up these types of trusts in your will or in your subtrusts. Uh, so, so that's really important to know, right? And so will we someday maybe do LLCs? Sure, maybe, right? But that's not really where we're focused because we really want to give financial advisors and their clients a tool that they can trust to be to go deeply, right, into this estate planning world. Um, and that to us is very important. A lot of our competitors also, to be honest, have that D to C, right? They they are direct consumer. And um, there's something about partnering through a financial advisor that we find really rewarding, which is, you know, uh, Merce, to your point, right? Like you have clients who kind of go off, you give them that business card and they just they don't get it done. But you guys as financial advisors uh, through the wealth.com platform have your own login to administer access to your clients, but also to kind of keep tabs on them. <laughs> we think that's really important, right? Um, you guys have the ability to like finger wag digitally now and say, hey, get it done. So this is not a big rush when you like go on your next big vacation with your family. And so um, that's part of the reason we so treasure the relationships through, um, you know, another another business, another firm, and we're just really happy um, to to have our financial advisor partners who make this a, a stronger experience for the end user. So one last question, I think then we'll wrap it up. So say the person goes through the whole platform or the whole process of drawing up their trust, their will, all those uh, auxiliary documents as well. What happens at the end to where it becomes legal? What all needs to be done? Yes. So our platform right now delivers to you within that 36 minutes on average, um, legal drafts. So print them right at home. If your client feels comfortable doing that, or, you know, as a financial advisor, you can help them print. Um, and then they need to be signed in front of witnesses, if it's a will specifically, um, and notarized. So different states have different state requirements. We make the signing instructions really clear to you, kind of what you'll need for that particular state. Um, and uh, yeah, so have that signing ceremony, and then you have legal documents in your hands. So to be honest, it can be done over the course of just one day. Draft your documents, Go to UPS to get the documents notarized and UPS will have, you know, a couple of people on site who can be your witnesses and boom, you're done. Yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much, Anne, for coming on. You have really given us a really clear, easy, simple path here for folks to understand what they can do. And we appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and chat with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. 
If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.